Wholesalers, welcome to another episode of Wholesaler Masterminds Radio. Wholesalers, let's play a game of association. I say referrals, you say Bill Cates. Why? Because Bill Cates is ubiquitous when it comes to showing financial service professionals the pathway to become more referrable. It's arguable that no one knows more on this whole planet about how to acquire high-level clients or customers through word-of-mouth referrals and personal introductions than Bill. His international expertise has been displayed in three different books, the latest one of which is called Beyond Referrals. You've seen his work in Success Magazine, Entrepreneur Magazine, Selling Power, The Wall Street Journal. We've had him at Wholesaler Masterminds before. We love having him at Wholesaler Masterminds Radio, which is why he is back. Bill Cates, welcome to Wholesaler Masterminds Radio. Well, Rob, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you. <laughs> well, it's our pleasure to have you here. We want to talk about this, Bill. We want to talk about ways in which we can make our advisors more referrable because you know, mm-hmm. I know, wholesalers know, advisors somewhere in their fantasies would love to get mm-hmm. more referrals, but they probably don't ask. So the mm-hmm. way I'm connecting the dots is if we can help wholesalers make better Refer, make their advisors more referable, uh, that value they create will make them more valuable to the advisors. Does that all make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. So tell us, where, where do we begin this journey? Where, 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 where do we take it? Well, getting referrals is all about being referable and being proactive. And so I think it's good for us to focus on this call with being referable because without being referable all the productivity in the world won't really do us any good and let's face it advisors even though we know they should be asking for referrals i'm a believer in asking for referrals and these days we call them personal introductions i just know some people won't do it uh, for whatever reason they don't want to look like an overaggressive life insurance agent they don't want to come across needy uh so you know let's help them get referrals without asking for them and i need to say that um, any wholesaler listening to this can use these same principles. They may look slightly different in their world, but it really applies to them as well. Uh, they want referrals to the you know, top producers in a, in a firm, and you can use the same principles. So the first thing, there's really three strategies I want to cover. Uh, the first one, before we get into the first one, is this concept of who gives referrals. What does it take over a period of time or even quickly to become referable. So Julie Littlechild is with a firm called Advisor Impact, and she's been studying uh, advisors' clients for a long time, and she's a great resource, Advisor Impact. She's out of Toronto. And here's a study. She's, she showed that there's actually a very low correlation between client satisfaction and the giving of referrals. She found that satisfied clients were very loyal, 98% in this particular study were loyal, but only 20% gave referrals over the preceding 12 months, so a low correlation with referrals. Now, the next level she identified is what we call the engaged client. Now, engaged clients, of course, 100% loyalty, and 98% of them gave referrals one or more in the preceding 12 months. So who gives referrals? engage clients. That's what it takes. And we can make it happen quickly in a lot of cases. We can certainly make it happen over time. And so 
the, the three strategies that I want to share are all about that. It's all about creating that sense of engagement that a client feels with an advisor or an advisor feels with a wholesaler and then how we leverage that, how that turns into referrals without asking and then how we can, you know, be proactive appropriately. All right, so hold hold that thought because you just unleashed a whole large whooping of interesting information. So one piece was this notion of I don't necessarily have to be satisfied research. I don't necessarily have to be satisfied in order to refer. Did I get that right? Well, not exactly. I, I think you do have to be satisfied. The engaged is just it's, it's a higher level. Um, what we know is satisfaction and loyalty aren't enough. Everyone's talking about we want satisfied clients. We're measuring our client satisfaction levels. We're measuring our loyalty levels, our persistency levels. Those are all good. I'm not saying that's not important, but there's just a low correlation between uh, referrals, loyalty, satisfaction, loyalty, and referrals. We've got to get the relationship to the next level, which is the engaged relationship. And, you know, a lot of advisors, um, they see almost a, a tension between serving their current clients and going after new clients, right, prospecting is an activity that conflicts with them serving their current clients. And I'm here to say, no, those are inextricably linked, that what we do to serve our clients actually creates the new clients if we do it right, if we have the right perspective, right right mindset and tools in place. So got to have satisfied clients, got to have loyal clients, and then we got to take as many as we can especially our A clients, to that next level of client engagement. All right, I appreciate the clarification. So now, how do I cross the chasm? How do I make my way over to this promised land of engagement? What's (laughs) what's my pathway to get there? Right, so there's three things I want to talk about. The first is creating it early, quickly in the relationships. Uh, You can't do this with everybody. It depends a little bit on the personality of the prospect. You know, the electrical engineers, for instance, the analyticals takes a little longer to create that sense of engagement than with, uh, you know, let's say a sales marketing type personality. Uh, But nonetheless, there are certain things that we should be doing. So the first thing is creating really true value quickly in the relationship. You know, a lot of advisors make the mistake of just they talk about themselves, they talk about the work they do, you know, it's kind of a they're a walking, talking brochure, uh, and some of them are pretty good at that, but they don't create the engagement. They don't bring value quickly enough to that new relationship. The problem is some of them acquire new clients just by, you know, saying and spraying, and so they think that actually works. And I guess it does sometimes. But in most cases, there's got to be more. So two very quick ways to create engagement early in the relationship. One is through the questions we ask, right? I call them high-value questions. A high-value question is a question that brings value to the prospect or client early in the relationship. And it could bring value to us as well. It helps us learn. It helps them learn. So, for instance, when whenever we talk about bigger-picture thinking, whether an advisor does a formal financial plan, or they do kind of a hybrid of a financial plan, whenever they get bigger picture thinking, they bring more value to the relationship. They create more engagement. Some advisors, you know, they see themselves as investment managers, and that's fine. But if all they're talking about is just capturing the assets, bringing them in, here's what we're going to do with them, 
they're really missing the whole opportunity because making the sale, if you will, signing someone on as a client doesn't make you referable in and of itself. It's the experience they go through. And so we've got to ask really good questions. I'll give you just a couple of examples. Uh, I like to start with questions that start on a positive note. We know that people will choose to move, uh, to work with us if there's a gap, right, between where they are and where they want to be. What's the problem? What's our solution? That's an important part of the conversation, but I want to start with something more positive. So I would say, you know, what are some of the two or three or four best financial decisions you feel you've made in your life? So we're, we're letting our client brag a little bit. We're helping them feel good of some things they've done. We're validating that for them. We're learning about their relationship to finances and their, you know, retirement planning, et cetera, um, in, in the context of having this good, fun, positive conversation. Another high-value question is, tell me, you know, one or two or three people in your life who've made some financial decisions that you really respect. Now, we're learning more about their relationship to investments and financing and all that. And we're also identifying other people in their life that maybe we might be able to get introduced to later. And then a final question, very high-value question, uh, gets people thinking quite often in ways they haven't thought before. Or if they have thought through this, it's good. It reaffirms it for them and for you. And I got this from Dan Sullivan, Strategic Coach. He calls it the R-Factor question. And it's basically, Rob... You know, if we were meeting three years from today, what has to happen for you to feel really good about your investments? Or what has to happen for you to feel really good about, um, you know, your your confidence towards retirement, et cetera, whatever it may be. So, you know, in the three years, what has to happen? And so now they think, you know, all right, what do I want? They get clearer. Uh, that's good for them. That's good for you. So that's one way we create engagement is through the questions we ask. We teach through the questions we ask. So wholesalers, thing, but before yeah, you go yeah. on, Bill, I just want, want to kind of connect yeah. the dots because wholesalers, yeah. you know, on the website, we have 76 great questions wholesalers should ask financial advisors. And if you're not taking advantage mm-hmm. of that and creating your own to get to this first level of creating the engagement quicker and earlier through asking these mm-hmm. these questions that have the depth and texture to them. Because what you described, Bill, you described the advisor that is, you know, quote, unquote, after the ticket. And they're not taking right. the time to ask. But well, we have wholesalers who are guilty of that as well. We show up and we throw up. And, you know, the show up and throw up <laughs> wholesaler is dead, dead, dead. So what we want to do is get better at asking the questions. So this, this first level of engagement wholesalers, asking better questions, and through that, displaying the true values. That's, that's brilliant. So now the second thing you talked about was creating this enhanced enhancement. I have that right? Over time. Is that right? Right, right. Okay. Yeah. So, creating enhancement over, enhanced referability over time. Yeah. And that's about the client service model. Now, most advisors know about having a model. Uh, they call it a client service plan, client service, but very few actually use it. Um, now, I, I like a better word, and which is the word promise, client service promise. So, if I'm in front of you, a prospective client, and I say, now, let me tell you a little bit about how we're going to stay in touch, what our client service model looks like. Well, that's not bad. That's a good thing to talk about. However, if I said to you, let me tell you about our client service promise. Do you hear the difference in that word promise? And that word promise is the word commitment. And that has a little more emotional piece to it. So what does that do? It creates more engagement. And 
advisors I talk to who who talk about the client service model or promise with their prospects early in the relationship set themselves apart from other advisors. When they're being interviewed, uh, in the, the, the high-level clients interviewing two or three or four advisors to see who they want to work with, when the advisor talks about the client service promise, that's, that's the clincher. That's what changes the energy in the room, and they set themselves apart from other people. So that creates engagement, actually just talking about what's likely to happen in the future, how often we're going to meet, you know, we got a golf outing, we do wine tastings, you know, we'll go to dinner, you know, the, the value-oriented and the business friendship-oriented. When we talk about that ahead of time, that actually creates engagement very early in the relationship, and, of course, we implement it. And the two aspects to the client service promise I just mentioned, the value, we've got to keep providing value ongoing. Many advisors are pretty good at that. Um, I recommend at least 12 touches per year with your high-level client. Sometimes it should be even more, but at least 12. And then the business friendship. That's the turbocharger for engagement and referrals. When we do things to engage with our clients, like client appreciation events, like a meal, um, I tend to like smaller client appreciation events. I think wholesalers who are brought in to sponsor these events, the tendency tends to be let's see how many people we can get there. But that's often a mistake because what we're trying to do is actually connect with the people who are there. So the more people there, the thinner the connections, right? The, the, the fewer the people, the better the connections. And that, that's really what the advisor and the wholesaler wants are really solid connections with the people who come. And so by, by celebrating things in our client's life, birthday, anniversary, retirement, new venture that they're going into, whatever it may be, we, cr- we create that business friendship, that engagement. And then what happens is the people who, who give referrals are people who feel engaged, they know the value, and they also want to help the advisor. That's the highest level we can get to. You see, if they know our value, I'm sorry, if they like us but don't know our value or aren't sure of our value, they won't refer us. So the value has to come first. But once the value is established and we build that rapport, trust, business, friendship, then that's the turbocharger, and that's what creates advocates for us. That's what take, creates insistence when people talk about us to others with a sense of insistence, and that's really what we want. As you, you had talked about, and I want to make sure I placed it in, in the right um, uh, sector of our conversation, if you will. You talked about one other thing, and I, I don't know if, if it was baked into something else or it was a separate piece unto itself. It was the notion of the value discussion. Now, is that what you were just referring to, or does that have more more explanation and depth to it unto itself? Yeah, there actually is more uh, more to it. Um, so, Julia Littlechild, in her study, discovered that 40% of the people who gave referrals gave referrals because the advisor asked for them. Um, and that's actually a pretty good number. 40% is actually pretty good. Now, 72% gave referrals because they were asked for feedback. The advisors, you know, wanted feedback on the meeting, on the process, on the communication, on the relationship, on the financial plan, whatever the context is. So what we, what we know is that engaging in that soliciting feedback creates the engagement. It creates the connection. And that's one of the most important things we can do to get referrals without asking. And let me give you a specific example. I was in front of a, uh, 
a room of 41 financial professionals in uh, Louisiana. And Jerry is the, was, the, was the office manager there, the complex manager, I guess. And so I do my 90 minutes in front of this group, uh, sponsored by a wholesaler, of course. And uh, after, you know, I'm done, he gets up and he says, you know, I, I, I really like this value discussion. thing. This really makes a lot of sense. I don't, I don't think we're doing this enough. And so he said to the group, for anybody who does 12 value discussions in the next six weeks, in person, I want you to be in person with a client, check in with the value, uh, I'll give you $250 of travel and entertainment money. And so these advisors are all looking for more T&E money. And, and 16 actually took them, on a, took them up on it, finished in time. Those 16 advisors generated 132 unsolicited introductions just by checking in. When I coach advisors, the first thing I get them doing is to start checking in more. Tell me the value feel you've gotten from the process, from this meeting. You know, let's put the market aside for a minute. Let's put the economy aside. Let's talk about something we can control, which is our communication, our relationship. Anything not working? What is working? When advisors do that, they start to get referrals without even asking for them. And so that creates the highest level of engagement, or one of the highest levels is that check-in, that value discussion. Uh, so, you know, you put all this together, and you have a very powerful formula for referrals without even asking. You know, wholesalers, it's really interesting. I- I'm listening very intently to what Bill is talking about. It's almost like I'm going to have to go back, and I'm going to have to re-listen to everything, take out the word financial advisor, insert the word wholesaler, <laughs> so that I can process it in two directions. One direction being, how do I help my advisor profit from this incredible well of knowledge and information that Bill has? And then how do I profit myself by expanding my ability to get referrals without asking. Bill, I know that you have an amazingly robust website with all kinds of tools. Wholesalers, one thing I want you to go and look at is Referral Academy. Go check that out. See if that's going to make any sense to your financial advisors. I think it makes a great value-add piece that you might wish to include in a a little extra piece of engagement that you wish to give away Mm -hmm. to a financial advisor. So I welcome you to check that out. Bill, we're deeply indebted for you to take time to come back and talk with us at Wholesaler Masterminds Radio. It's been my pleasure. And if I could just just say one more thing, it's Referral Coach Academy. So it's referralcoachacademy.com. And, uh, you know, I'm here to help the wholesalers. I'm here to help the advisors. And it's been my pleasure to be on board. Wholesalers, we will have the link properly on the website. So if you hear that through <laughs> iTunes, go out to Wholesaler Masterminds. You can put in the search box at the top of the page. We'll get both of our podcasts, and we'll make sure that we have the proper link. Bill, thank you once again. Wholesalers, we'll talk to you next time on Wholesaler Masterminds Radio. <laughs>